But when you get a chronic bacterial disease like acne, there's eczema, then there's many others, a bad bacteria comes in and it overgrows. Since the pandemic, there was a lot of mask wearing and, you know, even a lot of like young adult women have experienced a lot of mask need. And so they were getting breakouts along their mask lines and in with where they may wear their mask. Uh, I think it's still a big problem, especially for people with more sensitive skin. That is Yug Varma, and he's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Phyla, which makes the world's most advanced probiotic acne system. I am inherently skeptical and any company that says we figured out what causes acne and we've solved it, I always have lots of questions. But when I learned that they conducted a double blind trial of 90 participants and found that there was one type of bacteria on the skin that creates acne, and then they found a way to kill that bacteria and then replace that bacteria with a rich probiotic formula that actually increases the diversity of your skin microbiome, then we're talking about the science and I got more interested. And so we talk all about this specific one type of bacteria and these phages that are on your skin that keep your skin healthy and vibrant. We talk about the harm that happens when you use treatments like Accutane that can cause depression and damage to your skin long term. This is a pretty fascinating conversation around a very specific and highly emotional topic for a lot of people. If you're an adult who has acne, even if you're a teenager who has acne, it can be super damaging to your self-confidence. It can really bring you down when the skin on your face doesn't reflect who you are on the inside. And so we talk all about it. We talk about this mask knee issue where people are breaking out underneath their masks. And this does seem to be the cure. This does seem to be the thing that will help you bring your skin back to its vibrant form. Even if you don't have acne and you're not dealing with that in your life, you probably know somebody that does. Maybe your kids do, or maybe a friend of yours does. You should direct them this way. This could be a massively powerful solution for for them and for you. And uh, as always, I'm, I'm trying to help people live their life in the most optimal level. And if you have acne on your face and you don't like the way that you look, this might be the solution. You can learn more at phylabiotics.com. That's P-H-Y-L-A biotics.com. Phylabiotics.com if you want to learn more about this stuff. Thanks as always for listening. I'm so glad you're here. I'm just trying to bring you the most value I possibly can as frequently as I possibly can. Two more things before we dive into the episode. Share this episode. If you know somebody in your life that is struggling with acne and it bums them out, this might be the thing. So share this episode, click the three buttons on the player with that little box thingy with the arrow and share it with the people that you love. You can follow me at McCormick on Instagram or you can check out my coaching at seanmccormick.com. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Yug Varma. Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. 
And we're here with Yug Varma, who's the CEO of Phyla. Yug, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. I guess my first question, is the use of, of products on the skin to prevent acne as good or better than figuring out what's going on inside the body? For acne specifically, most of the action, almost all of it happens on the skin. Now, in certain cases where, where there's just a lot of inflammation, systemic inflammation in your body, some of that spills over into your skin um, and that can cause or lead to acne, but those are relatively uncommon. Uh, for the most part, you know, acne has been studied, as you can imagine, for many, many decades. Uh, we know a great deal about it. And now with the recent microbiome research where we've had tools and insights into uh, some very, very specific uh, microbial signatures or changes on the skin, um, that has just kind of really opened up that, that area of research. And now we know a lot more and, and it, it's only reinforced that notion that acne is pretty much all in the skin. It's interesting to me because I've, I've done skin episodes before. Uh, sort of the general theme is, you know, there are some things that you can do to help your skin. And, the, and, and we're talking about the, the most important skin, the, the skin on our face, right? And uh, the, the idea was what, whatever's going on inside your body is, reflect, is reflected outwardly outside your body on your skin. And, uh, and yet it seems to be that even for people who have low inflammation in their life, they get lots of sleep, they manage your, their stress. Some people still are dealing with really bad acne that they can't seem to figure out. And so I was, I was curious about that for you because obviously you know, uh, phyla is about a topical, right? It's, it's on the skin. And I think for some of the people who have like, man, I've, I've, I've done everything right. And it still is not improving. And so can you speak a little bit, uh, about, uh, about, about the science and about mm -hmm. that idea that even for people who are doing all the right things, they still can't quite get their skin figured out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to talk about in, in that sense, because acne is a complex disease, and we know that there are many, many factors that fit into acne. Um, and some of the research that, you know, in my field has really helped us show how those factors are organized or stratified. Um, and so we all know, for example, that acne is uh, affected by diet, stress, genetics, hormones, a whole bunch of these factors, right? But these are not the primary causes of acne. They're not driving acne. They're actually secondary factors that are influencing one other prime factor, which is the cause of acne. And that is an imbalance or bacterial overgrowth on your skin. Now, taking a step back, you know, you can look at the skin as this this sort of rainforest. It has this rainforest worth of diversity. And this rainforest is invisible because the trees of this rainforest are bacteria, fungi, viruses, and they form this community that we call the microbiome. So this community that's incredibly diverse sits on our skin and it actually protects us because we're touching stuff every day. We're in contact with all sorts of surfaces and microbes, but these microbes don't end up growing on our skin because we have some innate skin defenses, but also we have this microbiome that, that is this protective layer. Now, you and I are both healthy. Um, our skin microbiomes will be in balance if we're healthy. But when you get a chronic bacterial disease like acne, there's eczema, then there's many others, 
um, a bad bacteria comes in and it overgrows, right? So it disrupts that balance. So now that your microbiome is imbalanced, your skin responds with inflammation and that inflammation is basically acne. So the skin is basically like something's wrong, signals are off, I'm going to go into inflammation. So <clears throat> to go back to health, right, from acne, you need to address that balance and you need to control the overgrowth of that bad bacteria. Now, how do all these other factors, you know, play a part? Uh, because they change the quantity and quality of this, uh, this substance called sebum that's produced in our skin. Now, sebum is simply the oil that your face, that your skin produces. There are sebaceous glands on your face, upper chest and upper back. That's also where you happen to get acne, right? Sebaceous glands are not you know, as active on your knee or in your elbow. So that's where you get acne. Um, the, the bacteria that causes acne, C. acnes or QT bacterium acnes, is highly specialized to feed on that sebum, that oil, and that is its food. So when you eat a different diet, right? And for different people, there are different triggers. Some people it's spicy food, for some people it's chocolate, for some people it's dairy. Their body responds by changing the, the quality or the amount of sebum it's producing. And the bacteria sees this, it feeds on it, and there's an imbalance, right? It's the same with stress. You're stressed, you're sweating more, you're producing more oil, you're going to get acne, right? And, and different people's bodies respond to different things, right? So some people are like, oh, well, you know, stress doesn't really make me sweat, it doesn't give me acne, but <clears throat> it's this one food trigger that I have. Mm. And so with hormones, it's the same thing, right? Um, you've got, uh, like, women get a lot of hormonal acne because it's on their hormonal cycle because their, sebace their sebaceous glands respond to the hormonal changes. Genetics, you know, I have large pores. People with large pores, people with more glands will tend to have more acne. And so <clears throat> while all of these factors do contribute, and they are sort of systemic in a way, right? Because you eat stuff, right? You're not smearing it on your face, but you're getting that response because your body inside out is, is changing in response to that. Okay. So, so it really does go circle back to that, that one specific bacteria on your face and regard, and, you know, depending on who you are or your lifestyle factors or so forth, your body is going to respond to that in its own unique way. So some people get, you know, a couple of spots and some people develop like a cystic acne where it's, you know, it's, it's kind of always there underground. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting to me because, because again, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks have been struggling this with this for decades, you know, and, and, and kind of lose hope and they've tried Accutane and they've tried all these other things that just dry out their, dry out their body or make them feel depressed. So I want to get into that a little bit, you know, sort of conventional approaches to skincare on the face again, because I've, you know, I've, I've read a bit and I've, I've done podcasts on it before. Um, but before we get into that, I'd love to hear your background because of the, the science and the research uh, and, and the credentials that you have are pretty interesting to me. So why, why did you, why did you get into this space? Yeah. So my background is I'm a scientist. I'm a molecular biologist. Um, I've studied the microbiome for about 11 or 12 years now. Um, I got my PhD from Johns Hopkins in bioorganic chemistry, um, and then I did a postdoc at UCSF studying the microbiome um, in, a, in a really great lab. And at that time, I was looking at this really powerful technology called bacteriophages or phages. Uh, they have a really long and interesting scientific history. 
um, they've been used many times before and now, you know, there's, they're in the news every now and then because they've like saved someone's life who couldn't be saved by antibiotics and surgery and everything else. So it's a very powerful technology, but I was looking to try and deploy it in a way that we can, you know, build products, get it into people's hands and really change their life, give them a different approach to whatever else is there. And I found acne to be really interesting because, and a lot of parents have this realization is that when they go to find um, products for acne for their kids now, their teenage kids, they're surprised to find that the, the solutions that exist right now, whether you go over the counter or to a doctor, are pretty much exactly the same as when they were kids, right? So they remember the Accutane and the pain and the, the dryness and the suffering. They, they're like, oh, wow, my kid's going to go through the same thing. We haven't gotten anything better. And so that is something that's really surprising to them. And that is, you know, that's what kind of drew me to acne because there's such a high unmet need. Almost everyone gets acne at some point in their life, right? It's like 85, 90% of us. Um, and yet the last true innovation was 40 years ago, right? There are, there are brands that are more than 60, 70 years old that, that are still selling the same stuff. So, you know, what gives? And so we, you know, entered the space um, and I met my co-founder around when I was starting the company and, and working on the, the research side of things. Uh, my co-founder, Maria, who's in pharma and, and she's had acne all her life, uh, all her adult life, I should say. Um, she's tried everything under the sun, including three rounds of Accutane. It did not cure her acne, but it did give her liver damage, which, you know, Accutane is very, very, very strong, right? Um, and it wasn't until Phyla that she really got this under control. So it was really, for me, driving the technology and for Maria, like, trying to find that solution that's different and that works without being harsh for acne. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know that it's, it's an emotional thing for people where they can't get when they can't get it right, when they can't figure it out. Um, you know, I, I personally have known people, I think a lot of us have probably know somebody that went on to Accutane and their personality changed dramatically. I, I'm thinking about uh, a couple of people that I went to, went to college with and you could tell a distinct difference between what before and after and their skin changed maybe improved a little bit, but it, it changed more than anything else, but their personality changed too. I mean, you know, depressive, uh, melancholy, uh, introverted, uh, you know, these soccer studs that, that, uh, that were, you know, elite athletes, super outgoing people, extroverts. And then they started to, started to take it and it just totally changed them. And so, um, it's interesting to wow. me that, that there hasn't been, that there hasn't been innovations like you mentioned. Um, so tell, tell me a little bit more about these, these phages. What, what is it exactly? So phages are these harmless little viruses that are ubiquitous in nature. They're actually the, the most abundant life force on earth. Um, it's estimated that there's about a hundred, for every star in the universe, right? Not in the galaxy, in the universe. Uh, for every star in the universe, there are about 100 million to a billion phages at any point on Earth. Hmm. Um, they are an essential part of the life cycle of Earth, and they're all around us. They're in the soil, they're in seawater, they're on our skin, they're in our gut. About billions of them pass through our body every day. And phages don't really interact with human cells or the human system. They're, they're pretty low-key. 
but they're very, very efficient and very specific killers of bacteria. The bacteria are their food, right? Now, a C. acnes phage, which is what we use in our technology, will only kill the C. acnes bacterium and nothing else. Whereas, um, you know, other, and we can talk about what the, the state of, uh, the current state of uh, treatment is for acne. While all of those products are antibacterial, right? You're talking about antibiotics, you're talking about uh, retinoids, benzoyl peroxide, et cetera. They're all antibacterial, but they're not specific. They kill the bad bacteria, but they also kill the good bacteria. And remember, I talked about that rainforest on your skin that protects you, right? They're turning this rainforest into a desert. Mm. Um, and when you do that, not only are you, you know, causing a lot of collateral damage, but you're also depleting this protective layer so that when you stop using these harsh products, because you have to, you can't use them for more than a few months at a time, your microbiome, your protective layer is now depleted and, and that makes the acne come back faster. Mm. So unfortunately, this is, you know, such a common and prevalent experience with acne sufferers is they, they get better and then they go back. They get better, then they get worse, and they're back to square one. And it's super frustrating. So this approach is unfortunately catching them in a cycle of relapses. Whereas with phages, they're so specific, they only kill the bad bacteria and reduce its its amount to, to bring your microbiome in balance. Um, and so it's it's like if you have an invasive weed in your yard, you're not going to set the whole yard on you know your garden on fire <laughs> to get rid of that weed. You want to just snip that weed, right, and you're done. That's exactly what this technology allows you to do. Mm. So t- tell us about the tell us about the clinical trial because I it's 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 really compelling and you have some you know some photographs on the website too that that really tell a story. Um, how was it set up and what were you what were you trying to prove? One quick announcement from one of our sponsors and then right back into the episode. This episode is brought to you by the X3 Bar. It is my most favorite, most effective exercise equipment that I will ever need in my life. My physique has totally transformed in just 10 minutes a day, six days a week. This is not an exaggeration. This is not overblown. You can go back and listen to the episodes with John Jaquish where he explains how variable resistance training is better than weight training. It's easier on your joints. It activates growth hormone endogenously inside your body. It's wildly effective. And I ha- I know that so many of you have already purchased this product and you love it because you tell me that you do. And it's great to have them as a sponsor. You can go to x3bar.com and use the code OPP for $50 off the last piece of exercise equipment that you'll ever need. You do not need to go to the gym after you purchase this. Believe me, x3bar.com, code OPP for $50 off. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, so we did a, a, a clinical trial to look at, you know, how phages interact with acne skin, you know, what they do in the case of acne. And we asked ourselves four questions, right? Um, do these, uh, is this approach safe? Is it safer, right, than, than existing uh, approaches? The second was, can it reduce the C acnes on the skin? You know, it's supposed to hit its target, it's supposed to kill this bacteria, is it doing it on the skin? Um Next, we asked, if it's killing the C. acnes bacteria, is it having an effect on acne? And finally, we looked at what, the, what it does for the microbiome balance. Does it affect the microbiome? If it does, you know, how, what, what can we tell about that? So to answer the first, and just to give you a little makeup, this was 90 patients across three arms. Uh, it was 
double-blinded and placebo-controlled. So it was really sort of the gold standard uh, clinical trial. I mean, it was a relatively small set, but it was very rigorously done so that we could have confidence in the results. Now, in terms of the results, for the first question, yes, it's incredibly safe. We actually found no side effects for you know, any of our subjects throughout the trial that were attributable to the, the serum. Um, the second question was, does it reduce the, the C acnes on the skin? And we found a statistically significant reduction of the C acnes on the skin compared to placebo. Uh, and that is, you know, the uh, p-value of less than 0.05. Uh, so now we're killing, you know, we're, we're hitting the target, we're reducing the bad bacteria on the skin. Um, and we also found to the third question that the um, acne got better in this cohort compared to placebo to again, a statistically significant degree, a p-value of 0 0.0041. Um, and so now we're seeing that we're able to bring down this bad bacteria, recalibrate the microbiome, and we're able to get those results. And the fourth question that we asked had a very interesting answer that, you know, the question was, how does this change the microbiome balance? When we compared the phage group versus the placebo group, we found that the microbiome richness or diversity went up for almost every single patient in the phage group, but what was the same or went down in the placebo group. Now, why is phage microbiome diversity important? two reasons. The first is we know that people with acne have lower microbiome diversity than healthy people. Um, and so it's thought that if we can just dial up that diversity, we can maybe, you know, affect acne. The second is, you know, as, as I said, almost everyone gets acne, uh, 85 to 90%, you know, whether you're in the Americas or Asia or Europe, it's, it's about the same. Mm. However, there are groups of humans uh, pre-industrial sort of nomadic tribes where acne is not known to exist in those populations. Uh, one example is the Yanomami tribe in Brazil. Now, we have 85 to 90% incidence. They have zero incidence. What gives, right? Um, the big difference between their skin and ours is that their skin is incredibly diverse. Their microbiome diversity is off the charts. And so it turns out that higher microbiome diversity could be a very important indicator of long-term skin health. Not just, oh, I need to look better. My skin needs to be clear for this weekend. It's about building a more healthy relationship with your skin for the long-term. And this could be the key to unlocking that because using phages increases microbiome diversity. Mm, fascinating. Yeah. I was, as you, as you started to talk about that, well, what, yeah, who has, which, which cultural or ethnic group has the best skin? Um, I mean, did you do besides that that tribe with that really diverse skin? Are there other uh, genetics that that are uh, that are very clear or really bright and and really healthy skin? Do we do we know that? Uh, we're we're learning more and more about that. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a paper that identified twenty nine loci, genetic loci, or genetic um, sort of mutations uh, that are highly correlated with acne. So they looked at tens of thousands of cohorts, tens of thousands of people with uh, acne and tens of thousands of people with healthy skin, and they compared their genomes, right? Um, and they found these uh, loci that differentiate, you know, significantly differentiate the acne people with the healthy people. But there's, there's also another very interesting observation related to phage here. 
this was a study done probably about five or six years ago. And they looked at people with acne, right? Young, so young people with acne, young people with healthy skin, and looked at their microbiomes. What's different in their microbiomes? And they also looked at people with healthy skin, but who are older, mm. right? Because it's known that as you get older, acne just kind of fades away. And we don't exactly know why that is. Uh, we just assume, oh, yeah, you got hormones, you got something going on in puberty and young adulthood, and then it just fades. We don't really know why. Well, they found that the biggest difference between people with acne and people with healthy skin is people with acne, you don't find this phage on their skin at all. People with healthy skin, you find there a lot more of this phage on their skin. And people who are with healthy skin who are older have the most amount of, you're most likely to find phage on their skin. Mm. So the hypothesis is, you know, those annoying friends of ours who have perfect skin, who wake up every morning, just looking amazing. Chances are they have this phage naturally on their skin growing, you know, keeping the bad bacteria in check and calibrating their microbiome. And as you get older, you know, you have different relationships, you have different partners, you're rubbing your skin against theirs. At some point, you have a chance encounter where a phage jumps onto your skin and decides to live there. Hmm. And the more of these chances you have, the, the older you get, the, the more um, chance you have of, of having healthy skin. Interesting. So just by nature of you being on the earth longer, you are probably more likely to be exposed to these phages that give you great skin. Yep. This particular one phage. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, a question occurred to me just a moment ago, beyond the aesthetics of having bright skin that's blemish free and free of acne, what are there, do, are there any other sort of like uh, health issues uh, associated with that expression of acne? Is it all aesthetic or do people who have acne, who lack these phages, this phage, do they also experience other sorts of health issues? Um, I mean, acne, I think is, so a lot of people think of acne more as a cosmetic disease. I know that in general, the medical community, although doctors see, dermatologists see acne more than any other disease, right? It's the most common dermatological condition. Uh, there's this sense that, oh, acne is not a big deal. Acne is just kind of a cosmetic thing. Uh, I think most people with acne would, dif- would sort of their opinions would differ. Um, and I think acne is not just a physical issue. I think it's a mental health and psychological issue as well, because you get acne when you're a teenager, you're trying to find your way in the world. You're trying to figure out who you are and how to make friends and, you know, trying to find your identity. And then you have this thing on your face you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day. You can't hide your face. Um, things with wearing masks and stuff, you know, has made things more complicated. Mm. But, you know, mask knees is, is, a, is a growing thing. It becomes such a crucial mental health thing because teenagers, I think, nowadays have more than enough to worry about. Acne is, is just this other big wallop that some kids really struggle with. And I've seen, you know, we've had customers like parents who say my kid is such a lovely kid has this amazing personality so outgoing then he got acne and he is just he's distraught it's really like blowing up his face and you know it's a huge huge thing for him Mm. this changes personality he doesn't leave his room he's always like upset and you know depressed um and, and to your point that there are people who will 
treat their acne because they're just, they, they need to find a solution. And they will take drugs like Accutane, which are very powerful that often have these harsh side effects. And they'll, you know, withstand that because they have this motivation to, mm. to get rid of it. So to me, yes, I, th I think other than the, the fact that you have zits on your face, uh, like I said, sometimes it, it, it can be uh, an indicator of system-wide inflammation, but that doesn't happen a lot. Mm. To me, mental health is really the biggest other uh, impact of acne on people. Yeah, I was wondering if there was somehow some connection with, between like acne and arthritis or acne and autoimmune issues and stuff like that. And it sounds like maybe not the case. Yeah. Um, yeah let's talk about maskne because I... <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that term. It's it's obvious, but kind of lay that out for me. Is it something that you see a lot? Yeah, I mean, it's it's since the pandemic, there was a lot of mask wearing, and you know, even a lot of like young adult women have experienced a lot of mask knee. You know, we we, we did this sort of outreach for nurses and and frontline workers, and they were like, yeah, it's a huge problem. We're wearing masks all the time, and this was in the beginning of the pandemic. Masks weren't that available. You know, it was a whole thing and people were using their masks as long as they possibly could um, and trying to conserve on that and so they were getting breakouts um, along their mask lines and in with where they may wear their mask uh, I think it's still a big problem especially for people with more sensitive skin um, why I mean it's, it's a very simple sort of uh, what's going on right um, you wear your mask it's trapping moisture, it's trapping, you know, it's making you sweat sometimes, right? It's trapping heat. Um, and it's usually stimulates sebaceous glands. On top of that, a lot of people are not able to change their mask as often as they would like. And there's a buildup of dirt and dead cells, right? Your, your mask is rubbing against your skin, sloughing off those cells and then pushing those in place. Um, so that leads to dirt, that leads to the same bacteria kind of being trapped there. And it's it's just um, the bacteria kind of getting this ideal environment to grow and overgrow. So solution for maskne is change masks as often as possible, wash masks if possible, but with cloth masks, obviously not with N95s, um, and then wash your face more often if you have to. So basic hygiene usually solves the problem. Mm, interesting. So for these products, because I want to talk about talk about the system, and I've seen other probiotic products, you know, sprays and mists and stuff on, on the face, and and I use them. Just I tried them out a while ago, and they were effective. Like uh, I was, you know, I, I liked the way uh, th that my face looked. Um, I'm curious about the 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 system that you've created, but also I had the question: Do you build up a tolerance? Um, does, does, does the topical become less effective over time? Um, yeah, those are the combo question. Yeah. So, um, I'll take the second one first. Uh, you don't build up a tolerance because your body's not really reacting to it. It's the bacteria that it's affecting. Um, and it's, it's really, it's such a harmless ingredient that it's naturally present on our skin. It's actually on more on healthy skin than on acne skin. So that's, that's a very interesting observation, but, um, you don't build up a tolerance. There is a, a chance that the phages will, or the bacteria will get resistant to the phages. But, you know, we have a, a, a strategy to surveil and, and kind of respond to that in time. So far, we haven't really seen that emerge. Um, in terms of our products, 
Uh, we have uh, uh, the Phyla system is, is three products, uh, a cleanser, a serum, and a moisturizer. So, you know, you, you start with a cleanser um, and it's a very, you know, gentle gel cleanser. It's non-foaming, so it's not going to dry out your skin. Uh, it has salicylic acid and tea tree oil. So the salicylic acid just gently exfoliates, opens up your pores, and really preps your skin to receive the serum. Um, the serum is uh, contains our phages. It's our sort of superstar product. Um, and you apply the serum. It's, it goes on really you know, easily soaks into the skin fast, and it, it applies the uh, phages evenly, evenly into the pore to deliver them, to get them going and doing their stuff. The phages will get in there, control the overgrowth of bacteria, recalibrate your microbiome. Um, and then finally, we have the moisturizer, which has um, a lot of supporting ingredients that support the phage and don't damage it. Uh, but are, is also a very light and hydrating moisturizer because obviously a lot of people have, with acne have oily skin, but a lot of people also have dry skin, so they want that extra hydration. Uh, and so it delivers that while being really light and kind of soaking into the skin really well. So that's the three-part system. Hmm. Awesome. Having confidence in the way your face looks is such a basic idea. It's such a it's such a fundamental thing, right? And and for this podcast and the topics that we talk about about performance, when you look good, you feel good, you perform at a higher level. And, and so I think that's sort of baked into this. It's sort of assumed, like you know, when you're when you're confident the way that your face looks, you're gonna you're gonna be your best. Um, so that I'll just sort of like put that there. There's a thing stated it. I think it's clear. <laughs> I think it's clear to everyone. What do people need to know or, or what question did I not ask that you think would be uh, really useful to share? Um, you know, as a scientist, I love to participate in like education and, and I feel like a lot of people in skincare, you know, skincare consumers nowadays are probably the most, um, most educated they've ever been. Uh, they care about what ingredients they're putting on their skin, where they're sourced, you know, there's a lot of attention paid. But what I found with acne is that there's still a lot of, you know, just myth busting that needs to be done. People are just confused because they're getting all this different um, information. So one, you know, pervasive thing is, oh, you know, drying out your skin is good. The Accutane does this, benzoyl peroxide does this. Drying out your skin is good. Well, it, it, it kind of indirectly affects the problem, but it, it's not actually good for your skin because your body's producing the sebum, which is a natural substance, which, which helps lubricate your skin. It keeps it moist and hydrated. And it's essential to keep your skin looking healthy and young. You know, If you have very dry skin, you, you get premature aging, fine lines and wrinkles. And um, you know, Accutane and stuff, they, they actually change the physiology of your skin for the long term. So I would say, like I said, drying out your skin is indirectly solving the problem because it's taking away the food for the bacteria, but it's also affecting your skin. A far more effective and direct approach is um, to basically affect the bacterial overgrowth at its source so that it doesn't matter if you have oilier skin or if you produce more sebum, um, the bacteria are, are kind of kept in check. And the other thing that I would say is, you know, a lot of people ask, oh, you know, phyla, should I try other stuff first? Should I try phyla first? Um, a lot of our customers come to us having tried everything else, right? They're like, I'm, I've tried this. I got, went to the doctor. Nothing's worked. Help. Um, 
and, and, you know, we often just end up kind of knocking their socks off because not only does it work, but it's also really gentle. I would argue that you should try the phyla system first before anything else, because whether or not it works for you, it's not going to damage your skin. Mm. It's not going to dry, irritate, give you redness, right? Um, and whether or not it works for you, you, you'll at least be comfortable that it's not damaging your skin because these harsh products that you have to take for a long time are going to accumulate damage little by little by little. And five or 10 years from now, you may be acting free, but you'll say, oh, wow, my skin looks a lot worse than people my age because you've accumulated that damage on your skin. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. You know, if you're doing the more invasive stuff, the harsher stuff may look better, may take a couple of years for your skin to improve. But then a couple of years after that, you've, you've done all this heavy duty stuff, you know, yeah. And, uh, and then you look, you know, premature aging and yeah. Wow. Interesting. Uh, well, where can people, where can people find out more? Where should they go on the internet? Yeah. So, uh, you can find us on our website, phylobiotics.com. Um, and we're on social media at phylobiotics on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the, the social media. Um, and right now we're direct to consumer We're this year, we're exploring some really interesting partnerships, um, and, you know, we hope to see our customers where they are. Um, but for right now, we're at phylobiotics.com. Awesome. Yeah. Some of the before and after pictures are, are, are pretty cool too. It's, it's good to see, it's good to see people get, get results, be happier with themselves. You know, again, I'll just repeat the point. If you want to be your best, you want to show up in the best way that you can. I love how specific and targeted this is. I love that uh, that it's based on great research. You know, a double-blind placebo-controlled face product is like I've never heard. Of that. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You guys went the extra mile. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and I and I really appreciate. Uh, I really appreciate um, you coming on. I, I have a, a fill-in-the-blank question that I like to to end every question. And in your background, you know, as a scientist and researcher um, and product maker. Uh, We'll, we'll inform this. And this can be based on anything that you know. It's a fill in the blank. Uh, so if you would answer uh, the blank, everyone would benefit from knowing. I would say everyone would benefit from knowing to do things in moderation. And by that, I mean, you know, um, especially so just with regards to skincare, but with anything, I think, um, you know, all these really elaborate skincare routines became so popular and fashionable, right? 15 step, 20 step, whatever. Um, not only is it exhausting and very financially uh, taxing, but your skin doesn't need it. You know, there was a study recently that said on average, a woman puts on about 500 ingredients of skincare on her skin every single day. Oh, now I'm going to venture a guess and say, you know, your skin doesn't need every single one of those 500 ingredients, right? right? And what you're doing is you're burdening your skin. You're clogging your skin with all of these ingredients and it's every day, you know, your skin doesn't get a break. You're, you're probably using the same products every single day. Um, and so doing things in moderation, you know, at Phyla, we have a kind of a minimalist philosophy. Not only does it fit into a busy schedule and it's just more, just more convenient, but it gives your skin that ability to breathe and, you know, be in contact with the natural environment instead of being caked under layers and layers of ingredients that you just don't need. Mm, yeah, well said. Well said. 
yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there going, Oh my God. Yeah. Think about all the things I do to my face every day. Women, you know, smearing bat poop on their face every single day, whoever made, whoever decided that that was a good idea way back when. And, 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 uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm familiar with the stat that during, during any recession, the two products that, uh, that go up in demand are makeup and alcohol. Like, oh, interesting. right. So like, <laughs> like people, it's, it's important for people to be there, to, to be their best, you know? And so that, that indication that, that people are trying to, to look good and feel good about themselves and to have this as a solution is, is pretty exciting. Not, this is not a typical, you know, sort of podcast content that I, that I do. Um, and, but I think it's useful for people. And that's, that's always my goal is to bring them useful information and really great products really great ideas that will help them be their best and perform at an optimal level. So, um, Yuk Varma, thank you so much for joining me today on the optimal performance podcast. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure.